Hare Krishna. Today on Everyday Chant Harinam Conference Call, we have uh, His Grace Sheikh Badrani Prabhuji and he will enlighten us on the verse uh, 5.4.5. So, uh, Prabhuji, please take over. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, Mataji, for giving me this opportunity. Speaking, speaking of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, I am not doing uh, the verse, I will just do the translation and then uh, purport, then we will discuss about this particular verse. So, it is uh, Canto 5, Chapter 4, Text Number 5. The translation King Nabi understood that his son. Rishabhadeva was very popular among the citizens and among government officers and ministers. Understanding the popularity of his son, Maharaj Nabi enthroned him as emperor of the world to give protection to the general populace in terms of Vedic religious system. To do this, he entrusted <coughs> him into the hands of learned brahmanas who would guide him and administrating the government in sorry in administrating the government then maharaj nabi and his wife meru devi went to badrikashrama in the himalaya mountain where the king engaged himself very expertly in austerities and penances with a great jubilation in full samadhi, he worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Naranarayana, who is Krishna in his plenary expansion. By doing so, in course of time, Maharaj Nabi was elevated to the spiritual world known as Vaikuntha. <coughs> A purport I will read a little bit because it's a long purport. Then we can start discussing and the full purport itself. The purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. When Maharaj Nabi saw that his son Rishabdev was popular with the general populace and the government servants, he chose to install him on the imperial throne. In addition, he wanted to entrust his son into the hands of the learned brahmanas. This means that the monarch was supposed to govern strictly according to Vedic principles under the guidance of learned brahmanas who could advise him according to the standard Vedic scriptures like Manusmriti and similar sastras. It is the duty of a king to rule the citizens according to Vedic principles, according to Vedic principles, society is divided into four categories. Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya and Shudra. Chaturvanya, Mayasrishtam, Gunakarma, Vibhagashah. After dividing the society in this way, it is the king's duty to see that everyone executes the Vedic principles according to his caste. A Brahmana must perform the duty of a Brahmana Without cheating the public, it is not that one attains the name of a Brahmana without 
the qualifications. It is the king's duty to see that everyone engages <clears throat> in his occupation duty to Vedic principles. In addition, retirement at the end of life is compulsory. Maharaj Nabi, although still a king, retired from family life and went with his wife to a place called Badrikasham in the Himalayas where the deity Naranarayana is worshipped. The word Prasanna Nipunena Tapasa indicates that the king accepted all kinds of authority very expertly in jubiliantly, unjubiliantly. He did not at all mind leaving his comfortable life at home, although he was the emperor. Despite undergoing severe austerities and penances, he felt very pleased at Badrikasham and he did everything there expertly. In this way, being fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness, always thinking of Krishna, Vasudeva, Maharaj Nabi attained success at the end of his life. He was promoted to the spiritual world Vaikuntha. I will read down. Uh, Chant the Manglacharan and then we will go ahead. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Salakaya Chakshuruan Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Amano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Gurum Sri Yuta Padakamalam Sri Gurum Vaishnavam Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahajana Ragunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamsha Namavom Vishnu Padayam Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Sri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamini Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharini Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Pashatya Desatarini Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namine Gaurat Vishenamaha E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Urshabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Krupa Sindhu Pyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namah Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya 
प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैता गदाधार श्रीवासादि गौर भक्त वृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामो हरे रामो राम रामो हरे हरे hare krishna so we are reading from canto 5 and chapter 4 chapter 4 is um, titled as the characteristics of rishabhadev the supreme personality of godhead so in this chapter it's going to discuss we are going to discuss about the different characteristics of uh, the rishabhadev who is again supreme personality of godhead he himself he appeared as the uh, rishabhadev um because when king nabi he performed tapasya to have a son who is equal to lord vishnu so the vishnu he appeared and then he gives the benediction that but there is nobody equal to lord vishnu so that's how the lord vishnu he appears himself as the rishabhadev who is the supreme personality of godhead so here in this verse we are discussing when the king nabi he understood that that his son rishabhadev is very popular amongst the citizens as well as the government officials also so when somebody is popular then it is is good for the kingdom itself for the country to have them as the king so that's so then install rishabhadev as the the king for the kingdom and it's not only that he decided but at the same time he entrusted him in the hands of brahmanas so this is a very very wonderful actually it is considered in current situation that democracy is the best autocracy is not at all good but conditions as it proposes the conditions in democracy are much worse than the conditions in uh, the kingdom in the king ruling the kingdom and because in democracy you elect somebody as a leader who is not qualified to be a leader who is not a kshatriya that person will become a leader and if he is not a kshatriya then how can he rule how can he do the administration if vaishyas those who are businessmen if they are becoming the the kings if they are becoming as the political leaders politicians the politicians are supposed to be uh, administrative class they are 
kshatriyas they can guide or they can protect the citizens they can rule very nicely so when they are ruling it is not that they are ruling out of their whims and fancies so they rule according to the vedic injunctions according to the principles given in the vedas and that has been told by them told to them by the qualified brahmanas so accordingly the king takes his decision and accordingly he rules the kingdom and another point also discussed here is that once if somebody that comes to certain stage it is good to retire and practice spirituality in go deep into the spirituality otherwise nowadays uh, this material nature is so strong as prabhupada he was surprised to see the person at the age of 90 years going to uh, in the bars and pubs and going for uh, pole dance to see and enjoy the girls so the maya is so powerful even at that age also they have desire to enjoy but instead they want to actually renounce or retire from family life and engage more deeply into the spiritual practices and so that is um, another important point which king nabi he is showing by his own example now the another point is mentioned in this is very beautifully propadi talks about when the king is ruling the kingdom according to the vedic understanding according to vedic principles the king should make sure that his citizens are first of all protected and they should be having uh, trust and faith in king that they can lead a good life but for that king has to make sure that they should follow the vedic principles so one of the vedic principle is varnashrama dharma that one should be following it so propadi mentions about the verse from bhagavad gita which krishna tells chaturvanyam maya krishtam guna karma vibhagashah so these four varnas are created by krishna is saying chaturvanyam maya srishtam i am the one me srishtam is the one created i am the one who created these four varnas but if you go to see the modern society it ridicules this four varnas and the hate brahmanas 
and because this is given in manusmriti they try to burn this manusmriti now this is such a foolish uh, thought the tamil nadu government is one step going further and announcing a recruitment for pujaris there is a course if somebody does that course then they are considered as a pujari and they can employ in any temple by the government and they can do their seva there worship so for this now since this has become as a educational thing it has become part of government anybody can become as a pujari just read that course and be qualified and then you can become a pujari and then you do the services now that has become as a just as any ordinary any other uh, job as such this government because government is taken over the temples and they can do it but if it is a secular government then they should be doing for everyone as such but they don't do that and they don't announce similar things for uh, uh, masjids as well as for fathers for uh, in the churches uh, they they are according to them they can do it according to their religious principles it's only we do not have any religious principles and our our religious principles as per the manusmriti they are very derogative way and they are uh, not good for human society others can uh, only speak in urdu and only speak in uh, uh, only study in their own language in that language and they can become priest in those places the same thing is with christianity so this is with the fault with the government that if it is equal is equal should be equal to everyone as such but this is selective so you do only for one community but not for others so the here it's so degradedly we look at uh, others the liberate so called liberals they call or as well as the western society also look at this as very degrading kind of thing following the caste system the four varnas we are following it but shila propa says that it is in general you will find it everywhere even in the western world also you will find it this also you talks about those who are intelligent class of people they are known as brahmanas scientists one of the example like that and similarly kshatriyas are nothing but the politicians administrative class of people those who ias ips these are administrative class of people and similarly businessmen are all considered as the vaishya 
and the rest are all 99% who are doing jobs they are all considered as the shudras because brahmanas kshatriyas and as well as and as well as yes they don't work for somebody and they have their own and shudras are the one work for somebody else so that way if you go to say this system is followed everywhere not only uh, in india in everywhere this is followed but unfortunately it has been degraded as propos is mentioning in the purport now we start considering the brahmana son is always a brahmana kshatriya son is always a kshatriya but here krishna is telling is guna karma vibhagasha according to their activities and according to their qualifications qualities guna guna means qualities karma means activities guna karma vibhagasha that's how it has been divided so it is not um uh, surprising that a kshatriya son can become a brahmana or brahmana son can become a kshatriya shudra son can become as a brahmana or kshatriya depending upon their qualities and activities scriptural wise we can see many examples one of the examples is uh, lord indra he is born to brahmana kashyapa muni so ideally he should be the son of brahmana or he should consider as a brahmana himself because he is born from brahmana but indra has become the king of heaven who is a kshatriya who is ruling it same thing we can see with ravana and uh, hiranyakashipu hiranyaksha so these are all born to brahmanas actually and they become kshatriyas and of course they are the demons that's um, it's a difference but they are all born to brahmanas and they are performing different duties so this way we can see this is uh, according to their varna if they perform their activities this is again nothing to um discriminate amongst the people but to give them a facility to liberate themselves vedas has prescribed this varna and ashrama according to their guna and karma if they perform activities which are so dear to them because that is their nature that the kshatriya's nature is to fight and that's where krishna is forcing arjuna your nature is to fight you have to fight you cannot run away from the battlefield even if you are running away now because you want to escape from the situation you do not want to kill your grandfather and your guru but after some time again you get you get back to your original nature that is being kshatriya so the instead of that do it now itself now now you're running away by that you get so infamous you become so infamous and then 
after some days then again you want to come back to your kshatriya dharma which is not good that's where krishna is telling arjuna no you have to fight this battle because you are a kshatriya so similarly we see for brahmana the duties of a brahmana as propad mentions in the purport he is a patana patana yajana yajana dana pratigranati this is the duties of a brahmana brahmana is supposed to study the scriptures and teach others and then as we discussed brahmana will not work for somebody as such so obviously for teaching brahmana is not going to take money then that becomes as a is a business that becomes as a brahmana is not to do business so he teaches he studies scriptures and he teaches but at the same time if somebody is offering a guru dakshina for his teachings he accepts that that's where it's called as a dana pratigranati he gives so when brahmana is giving education somebody is giving guru dakshina he accepts it and brahmanas are known to be living a simple life so when they get to charity more than necessary what they want what they need then what they need and then brahmana he again gives that remaining things in the charity so that's why the brahmana duties are patana patana yajna yajna similarly he performs yajna and he teach others how to perform yajnas that is brahmana dana pratigranati he gives charity and he accepts charity the same way kshatriya is to protect his citizens liberate them from the anxiety so they should be taking care of them so by doing these duties one actually is progressing towards the goal of going back to the spiritual world that's the reason these varnas are given varnas and ashramas so not to discriminate people or not to look down upon them and another principle in the uh, vedic uh, vedic dharma is that one can uh, once they are performing their duties according to their varna along with the varna one follows the ashram also either brahmachari or grahastha or vanprastha or sanyas of course in this entire society 99% you will find grahastha ashram as astral 1% is brahmachari and then vanaprastha and then sanyasi and surprisingly for all these three ashrams the support comes from grahastha ashram because grahastha ashram is the one who is earning money and rest not on money so the grahastha ashram is the one who maintains them these three remaining three ashrams 
so the king uh, here nabi he is showing how he is following the vedic principles so he is uh, retiring from the family life retiring from his duties he is going to uh, himalayas to badrikashram to perform tapasya otherwise as we discussed even at the age of 90 years what a person is doing he is going to the the bars and the pubs or the nude clubs to see the girls want to enjoy those girls so this material nature is so strong so strong that will not leave us until we leave this body as so one has to be very very careful and if somebody is trying to live live according to the vedic principles as propad mentions that some of the vedic principles are uh, no meat eating no gambling no illicit sex no intoxication so you go to see by following if the king follows the vedic principles then the entire kingdom will be flourished naturally because when the king follows it and he makes sure make sure that his citizens are following then there will be a wonderful wonderful society that will be um establishing there so according to the vedic life one must try to stop this cycle of repeated birth and death that that is the whole science of uh, the vedic scriptures even though vedas they deal with uh, dharma ardha kama these three things mainly and little bit of moksha but this dharma ardha kama are the ones which will take us to the moksha the just like uh, in our spiritual life 99% of our spiritual life is depends on the chanting of hari krishna mantra as uh, the process and radhana swami also talks about this but if 99% is the chanting that is the thing actually takes us to the spiritual world then we don't find actually devotees everybody is chanting all the time we see them engage in the services or reading shila propad books distributing books or preaching there so many things you will see you see they they are doing it why because that is the all these activities like uh, reading and doing services different different kinds of services by doing this that will give us the strength to chant hare krishna mantra 
the same way the vedas that talk about these three principles dharma artha kama which leads the person by following it leads the person to the moksha so in vedic society one should live a life live a life in such a way that there is no repeated birth and there is no birth again especially the material birth spiritual birth that is good but one should have the spiritual birth one should not be having a material birth that is called as a liberation but as we perform devotional service one can be liberated even living in this body itself so one can see vaikuntha even a practicing devotional service being in this body itself one need not to go back leave this body and then go back to the spiritual world here itself one can also do that and that is called as a jivan mukta a jivan mukti one who is escaping the cycle of repeated birth and death now in the jivan mukti actually there are uh, the person who is liberated we can see certain symptoms in that person from that we can understand this person is liberated so the first symptom of the person who is liberated is uh, free from the sinful activity apahata papa we call that as so since till we are under the clutches of maya then we tend to commit the sinful activities so this person who is liberated is do not commit any sinful activities such as uh, no illicit sex no gambling no intoxication and so all those things and the second symptom which we can see is he is the person is vimrutyu so what is the meaning of vimrutyu the, the liberated person he prepares he, himself in such a way that this person will not take any material bodies in the future as such because this material bodies are again going to die at some point of time so what is that means is that this person is not going to fall down again into this material world once this is liberated and the third symptom is known as a vishoka vishoka means this person is really not bothered by this material distress and happiness if there is a happiness he is not really very very happy and if there is a distress he or she is not really morose hmm? he is a callous to all these things both 
as Krishna tells in Bhagavad Gita. That verse, Matra Sparshas to Kaunteya, Sitoshna Sukadukkada, Agama Payino Nityas, Tamsthitikshasva Bharata. So that is the state of mind, that person. And then the next one is uh, Vijigatasa. What does that mean, Vijigatasa? That means he is, do not have any desire for material enjoyment, this person. Then uh, another, there are eight symptoms one can see from this person. And another one is Apipata. What does that mean? That means this person, he, do not, he or she do not have any desire other than performing a devotional service to Krishna, other than engaging in the devotional service to Krishna. And another symptom is Satya Kama. What does that mean, Satya Kama? She is Always this person desires are only according to the directions given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So whatever this person do, whatever his desires, they are all directed only to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He do not want anything else. And the last one is the Satya Sankalpa. What is that means? He desires only one thing. There is nothing else. Sankalpa. He does the Sankalpa only to serve the Supreme Lord. By, he do not have any material desires. By any chance, even if he have any material desire, but that desire is again to serve the Supreme Lord. And all these desires, whatever he is having it, he or she, those desires are fulfilled by the Supreme Lord, by Lord's grace. That's why it's called as a Satya Sankalpa. So these are the symptoms which we can see from the person, those who are liberated. So the here, the king Nabi, after enthroning his son, he is going to the forest and he is very expertly engaging himself in uh, Vanaprastha life, performing a devotional service, more sincere and serious devotional service and then he elevated to the spiritual world, elevated to what Vaikuntha planets. So this is the actually is a wonderful example for all the humanity at large and even for devotees as well. Otherwise, when we retire from home, what especially those who are Indians, those who come and settled in United States, what they are going to do after they are retiring? What they do? they go to fishing or they go sit in the park talking to their friends 
if they get the desire of enjoying then again they go to the pubs and bars or nude clubs or they sit in front of tv keep watching it books read newspapers magazines that's all taking up spiritual life it will be so difficult for them they cannot even imagine of taking up spiritual life and they think that is an enjoyment of their whatever they are doing it watching tv or going to pubs and bars okay so i will uh, stop here and then see if anybody is having any questions or comments Hare Krishna Prabhu ji madal pradam all glories to Prabhupad Guru Maharaj thank you so much for taking up this verse and explaining so nicely and uh, one thought was coming to me that one of my relatives no uh, he uh, they coming from brahman brahman family but then when they are in america here they engage in uh, you know they started earlier they were not like that but staying here about uh, good 20 years you know and now they drink and uh, they do all those kind of things uh, you know uh, intoxication and all but very proudly they still say that they are brahmana oh we are from a brahmana family you know mm-hmm. dube family brahmana family so now this clearly shows from uh, and most of the indian community is running that way they just because you know their fathers and everybody was a brahmana background so they think like that but actually according to the scriptures they are not right that's what you explained yes yes it is as krishna saying guna karma vibhaga cha he is not telling janma karma vibhaga cha chaturvarnya maya srishtam janma karma vibhaga cha he is not saying that he is saying guna karma vibhaga cha by their qualities and by their activities that's how the one is considered any any one of these four ashrams four varnas yeah it's unfortunate uh, kaliyuga and brahmana son is always a brahmana kshatriya son is always a kshatriya just we can see a politician son is always a politician film actor son is always a film actor so it has degraded like that the society otherwise we need to see their qualities we need to see their activities and accordingly we should be uh, giving their title to them whether they are shudras again these are all actually are very well started by the britishers as such uh, because they wanted to uh, uh, as they were ruling they wanted to divide the society in such a way so they started putting these things in the applications or in the uh, documents that asking for the caste uh, i mean exclusively asking for it which caste you belongs to which varna you belongs to so these things they purposely made it so that there will be the deep divide in the society and sure there is a deep divide in the society now hate each other that has happened 
Yes, Mataji. It is a very bad situation. Uh, one more thing, Prabhuji, like uh, in connection to this only, like, you know, I was talking to one of our friends and I said to her that in the scriptures they say that if, uh, you know, like you have, uh, you know, the four regulative principles are not followed, uh, then they are connected to uh, something called Kali uh, Nivas, uh, Kali ka, uh, Nivas Hota hai, right? If you don't follow the four uh, uh, principles. That's where the Kalika Nivas is uh, connected. We have read this something previously in the Canto beginning. So um, now, like, uh, uh, how do we understand that? Uh, like, uh, in the sense, it's, it's very hard to understand that. Like, how uh, this is uh, prevalent? Uh, how is Kali, uh, you know, connected to the four regulative principles? And uh, you know, what is the way in which, uh, my friend was asking, what is the way in which we can uh, remove this, you know, if uh, it is not like followed in a particular household? Now, if you go to see, actually this is even, we can look at it in a different way also. Yes. Uh, it's normally dharma is considered as a bull, that also we read in the first, cha first canto, uh, very nicely it mentions about when Parikshit Maharaj he encounters Kali uh, in the form of a uh, the person who is wearing a kingly robes but a Shudra is trying to beat so consider uh, the, uh, Dharma is should be standing on four legs uh, but these four legs are in the Kali Yuga only one leg is there and these four legs are also, and there is, uh, I mean, uh, I'm not remembering it, the, it uh, represents the four principles, Kshama, this truthfulness, and forgiveness, it's like that there are four things are there. And these four things actually are protected by following the four regulated principles. So if you go to see, the forgiveness is followed by, by um, or the kshama is followed by not eating meat by which you are showing your mercy or which you are showing um, equal with all the living entities equal vision so like this you can see the truthfulness by gambling you are being, by not gambling you are being truthful the gambling is full of cheating. The gambling itself, the, it itself is a cheat, gambling. So it's like this, we get to see these four regulative principles are actually are attached for protecting the dharma which is supposed to stand on the four legs. And when Parikshit Maharaj is punishing Kali, and he tells the Kali, as he was punishing, Kali was scared and he is uh, running away. The Parikshit Maharaj tells him never enter into his kingdom. But that time Parikshit Maharaj is ruling the entire planet. Kali said, where can I go if I, this is my age? This is Kali Yuga and you are driving away me from your kingdom. So where do I live? So then the Parikshit Maharaj says that, okay, you can live at these four places. 
where there is a liquor where there is a gambling where there is a uh, it's like this uh, meat eating the mercy part is gone when you are uh, meat eating and apart from this also he says that you live in a place where there is a gold where there is a money so these are the places the kali lives and it is also considered as per the scriptures kali enters into the grains during the ekadashi so on ekadashi day when you eat grains then you have you have the propensity of committing sinful activities and this when we say when we tell others then uh, i mean others means um, so called this learned personality so called intelligent people and they will laugh at us so for them we have to give some uh, uh, scientific understanding then they will understand that what is that scientific understanding normally the ekadashis they come uh, near to amavasya and purnima and this ekadashis when you are performing uh, supposed to not to eat grains because the grains they hold a lot of water our body is contains a lot of water and they hold a lot of water within them and when there is uh, during uh, purnima and ekadashi there is a lot of uh, high tide and low tide you will see and especially on ekadashi day you will find the high tide because of the moon effect so when we have more when we have grains on that day and that affects our body that affects our consciousness and that's the reason we don't eat grains on that day and like this when we say scientifically then they may understand it but otherwise when we say that kali enters into the grains on the ekadashi if we eat then we get that nature our propensity to commit sinful activities because kali entered into them so this way we can understand um how these four regulative principles following the four regulative principles are actually protecting the vedic dharma are protecting this world protecting ourselves from the onslaught of uh, modes of material nature maya hope that helps mataji and yes prabhuji very nicely explained uh, but you also uh, forgot to mention about austerity and cleanliness <laughs> so yeah. if any household is not having uh, you know they are continuously having tea and coffee and then there is also people who are not happy with the satisfied with their relationship with their spouses and then they are going outside to have relationships so that also kali uh, is there right yes yes okay yeah so it's like all linked together these four regulative principles and uh, uh, these uh, you know like uh, yeah yes mataji when you mention gold prabhu ji it's like uh, like where the gold is there money is there so everybody has uh, money they are earning and sometimes husband wife is earning and they keep some money in the bank so is it like kali is everywhere in residing in everyone's home whether it's a devotee or non devotee 
Good. I don't understand that aspect of it. Like you know, gold and money also where Kali resides. Suppose there's a devotee who's following four regulative principles, but at the same time they're earning money and they have a lot of money and gold at home, uh, or you know wherever stored in the bank. So even in their place, Kali is reciting. Yes, Kali is reciting everywhere. No doubt about it. That's where Kali Yuga is like this. That's where everywhere you will find. But then bhakti is like as we discussed just now, recent just now, in today's verse. Even though if somebody is staying in this material world, one can be liberated in the same body itself. They are in this body, but they are liberated personalities. The same way, even if somebody is practicing a devotional service, earning money, one can be relieved from Kali by practicing a devotional service by their consciousness, by their sincerity and seriousness. Kali is there for sure, no doubt about it. Is there in court? Is there money where there is a money where there is a gold? Where there are no four regulative principles have been followed. Kali is there. So only thing is how we are associating with that Kali. That becomes important thing for us. So um, otherwise uh, it is a difficult. That's where you'll find so many uh, devotees, those who are following for regulative principles, those who are practicing the devotional service, they fall down from that position. They cannot continue for some time or other. They again go back to their nature, original nature. So yes, that's why we should be very, very careful in even when we are performing... Actually, when you are performing a devotional service, we should be more careful because this is like a walking on, uh, on the edge of a blade. It cuts. If you fall, then it cuts. If you are not walking properly, it's cut. That helps, Mataji? Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you so much. And yeah, we have to be very careful, right? When you say walking on the razor's edge, very, very careful because Maya is very strong. Yeah. And uh, and actually, you know, when for us, I feel it is uh, it's become part of life because we are following everything with our, you know, uh, the oath we have taken with the Guru Maharaj. But uh, for other people, it is very difficult to follow still. I mean, it's very hard for them. But we are doing it because in our heart, you know, this... Hare Krishna movement, the Shri Prabhupada's movement has touched. So, you yeah. know, when anything touches your heart, like for a for a mother, you know, the the child will be more, her own child will be more dear than any other children. You know, if the child is hurt, she will run to the child. Other child is hurt, she won't bother so much. So, when anything is like connected to the heart, then, uh, you know, it has to be taken very seriously like that. So, it's just that people are just want to enjoy in the world and they feel these things are not important and uh, you know so yeah thank you so much I'm going to convey some very nice thoughts that you shared to my friend uh, because she was like kind of lamenting telling me that you know this is uh, happening my husband does this and this is there my father-in-law 
so i just tell her that you chant and follow you know how much we only have our life in control basically you know yes. and with your you know like uh, bhakti i mean uh, people in your own generation and others will benefit like that so sometimes it gets very hard to you know preach to people on a personal level so but thank you so much prabhu ji hare krishna thank you any other questions or comments today's prabhu ji like a, after a long weekend <laughs> monday is there yeah so my husband also he went to work with a long you know like oh at night only felt <laughs> I said let's all sleep early because tomorrow is a four days is a long so with you know every happiness attached in the material world again that monday comes <laughs> <laughs> so you know like i mean i got like jittery at 9 o'clock only so i would sleep before 10 because to get up in the morning and then i couldn't get up also on time mm-hmm. because you know the we had so much going on here we had a festival of the holy name Oh. you know we went there it was very hectic because we came back like 12:31 and i was not a, i could not rise up in the morning my whole schedule changed because uh two days they had like uh, friday and saturday so it was wonderful festival with so many uh, kirtaniyas you know and then before that other things you know <laughs> yeah so now we're back in the same routine and which is nice actually for the for a devotional life to follow a certain routine so mm-hmm. Yes, Prabhuji. Yeah. I think we'll end the recording. <laughs>